0: the people the places and everything that makes country racing great this is bush beat on radio tab
1: into the straight the favorite dash for home sheer success opened up she's four in front of them trying hard brooks girl on the outside and so too is lady shellac but it's an easy one to the favorite sheer success wins by five lady shellac second then brooks girl the followed by seth Sheer success taking out the very first tab race at Thangool yesterday for Brooke Richardson and Stephen O'Shea as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. And well done to the Thangool Race Club. It's a big call to jump into your first of anything. They managed to do it with aplomb yesterday. Great days racing and great calling from Darren Walker with the uh, seven race program coming through yesterday at Thangool. Go to see more of these... uh, uh, country tracks that are going to be bouncing into the tab circuit in the uh, weeks and months ahead. And we'll talk more about that as they roll around. Lots to get through on the show today as we look back at the weekend with racing action at Atherton, Blackall and Mount Isa. We'll also talk about the uh, the cutest jewel qualifiers. They had three of them last week at Townsville, Rockhampton and Mackay. And speaking of uh, all things uh, jewels and the Gold Coast, the 2022 Gold Coast March Ealing Sale is coming up on March 21st and 22nd. Now that we're officially into March on March 1, pinch and a punch and all of that, we're going to catch up with James Dawson from Magic Millions with some news on the sales coming through this morning. As always, helping us out with all of the news is Rob luck Good morning, Rob.
2: Yeah, good morning, Tony. and dozen country racing um, come back with a vengeance on the weekend with the north-west kicking off in Mount Isa, the central west kicking off in Blackhall, and I reiterate, reiterate the statements you made at the beginning, Tony. Thank What a great effort. Uh, Michael charge covering on Sky Channel as well with the uh, a trip back in Memory Lane, I believe. He hadn't been out there for about 20 or so years, uh, but a wonderful track. Great calling, Darren uh, Walker, and I think they come back in June. The local trainers did a a great job with multiple winners on the day and congratulations to Adam Sewell with uh, three winners Adam one of those jockeys who regularly supports the provincial and country meetings and great to see him get those results and uh, of course uh, apprentice Jade Doolan kicking home her fourth winner uh, on the day and uh, as well Tony when we talk to James Dawson I note that the stallion Whittington finished the meeting with Global Venture a winner and uh, that's important because it's uh, an important time for these Australians to kick home winners and Whittington did it all around the country tracks on the weekend. So great to see that at Thangool and I think there's another one in June coming up there Tony for Thangool.
1: Yeah and March I think we'll see Chinchilla with a Monday meeting coming up in a couple of weeks time as well. As I mentioned there's going to be more of these uh, country tracks across Queensland starting to gain tab status which is fantastic to see and great to see all of that action coming through yesterday at Thangool. We're going to wind the clock back to the weekend. We'll catch up with uh, the news out of Mount Isa soon with doubles to Jason Hubert and Jeffrey Felix and Stephen Royce with a training treble. And at Atherton, it was Lacey Morrison and Stephen Wilson riding a double, Charlie Hoffman training a treble. But first, we're going to focus on Blackhall.
3: Bootshaker, he leads onto the side, 400 metres to go. Zucas travels into it nicely, uh, coming round the outside uh, into the. There's done it again as Bootshaker kicks off the corner, 250 metres to go. He's still a length in front have done it again and Zookas. boot still there with 100 to go he's two in front done it again he's coming home but boot Bootshaker boot wins by two lengths to Zookas. done it again and running into fourth then would have been zero...
1: Andrew Watts there with the call and Bootshaker, Rob now 71 starts for 14 wins and 30 placings if you don't mind and uh, the 12-year-old chestnut gelding just keeps on keeping on
2: Age shall not weary them for the all-bar <laughs> one. And uh, this was the Sphinx Concreting Open Handicap, which opened, or which finished the proceedings at Blackall, the opening meeting for the Central West. And uh, welcome again to uh, Andrew Watts to 2022 with a report coming out of Blackall this morning. Wattsy and uh, very exciting to see Bootshaker and Raymond Williams, Morgan Butler, the second of his double, Tracy Leake I know would have been on course, but some, some big news about Bootshaker coming out of that meeting, Wattsy.
3: Yeah, good morning Tony, good morning Rob and good morning listeners. And uh, as I was leaving the course uh, on Saturday at Blackhall, I was hunted down by Raymond Williams uh, to let the Bush Beat uh, followers know that Bootshaker will be retired a winner uh, after Saturday's race. Um, as Tony said, 71 starts for 14 wins and 30 minor placings um, by all bar one out of honesty. And uh, if you could find a word to the best describe Bootshaker, uh, it would be honesty for sure. And I uh, had the pleasure of calling him last May at the Corinna Picnics, uh, where he broke the record over the 1,000 metres. And who would have thought that he'd go on to win uh, two open classes uh, back on the corner, as they say, uh, at Junda last year? And a uh, very commanding victory on Saturday. Uh, He jumped well from an inside barrier and uh, Morgan Butler was able to back off the pace uh, coming for home. And and as I said in the call, he really kicked off the corner to win uh, comfortably by two and a half lengths over Zucas, who off that run appears to have come back a good horse for 2022 and done it again, who was a little wide throughout the run. Um, battled on into third uh, for Ross Meek and Alicia Donald. But uh, the story of the day, uh, no doubt there, Rob, was Bootshaker.
2: Yeah, and uh, happy retirement to Bootshaker. What a wonderful job Raymond and Tracy have done with him. And, and when you think about it, Watson, he came in with some uh, race-fit form after the win at Emerald and he had placed at Townsville and the I mean, he's still competitive at that provincial level. So what a way to go out for the grand old campaigner.
3: And and like with anything, uh, Rob, it's good to retire uh, at your high, isn't it? A go-out a winner. Uh, we often see you know, being a part of horses where you go one too many, but uh, Bootshaker uh, collected the prize there on Saturday and was too good. Let's go back to race one. was the Schluter's Bakery Class B handicap over 1,200 metres and it was a welcome return to winning form for Porter Bell, uh, trained by Mark Oates and Robbie Farr. Welcome to Robbie, uh, now a resident of the Central West. She sat, settled down one out, one back going uh, down the side and when she presented turning for home she was too good for she made me do it who battled on resolutely for Clinton Austin and Rick McMahon and a bit of an eye catcher in the race Mandeville Rocker uh, into third for Tony Schofield and Jason Mission basically tracked Porter Bell through the race and um, did come home really really well It's so news out of the race Wanzel Zell uh, bucked and threw uh, Ross Tilley Uh, after about 300 metres. Ross Tilley up and okay, and uh, still giving plenty of cheek around the jockey room throughout the afternoon, uh, but was stood down from his riding duties. Race 2 was the acutest benchmark, 60 over 1,200 metres, and it was a very impressive win to Todd Austin's London Ruler. Makes it 2 from 2 since joining the stable, ridden by Rick McMahon. Won by three lengths over surprise selection who rattled home into second. It'll be winning wherever it goes next for David Rewald and Stevie Galvin. And Satine plugged away into third Brendan Richardson and Jason Misson beaten seven and a quarter lengths and look London Ruler owned by uh, Tony Austin Kirid Power and, and a lot of local owners and um, these syndicates that are bringing people back to the races um, not just for fashions and the party but they're actually involved in racehorses and Kirid's doing a wonderful job um, uh, coordinating these uh, syndicates and I think they're going to have a lot of fun uh, with London Ruler down the track. An overdue maiden win for Sarah Tali came up in race three facing the starter for the 21st time uh, this one trained by David Rewalt and ridden by Brooke Richardson um, was basically home <laughs> at the home turn. It was bolting and came right away to win by five and a quarter links over Matilda who was pretty good for Gary Bignall and Alicia Donald and chosen to sizzle was a little bit of an eye catcher as well coming from last to finished third, albeit beaten eight and a quarter lengths for David Rewald and Stevie Galvin. And the uh, final uh, race to cover on the program at Blackall, Peter Shaw Electrical Benchmark 55 over the 1,050, was a really strong win to I.M. Bolt. That was the first leg of Raymond Williams winning double and the first leg of Morgan Butler's winning double also. Beat Asbury Park, who made all the luck out in front, beaten a length and a half. And all Vern, the run of the day, into third for Ross Meek and Alicia Donald, flashed uh, from many, many lengths back, turning for home. But Iron Bolt uh, jumped last and uh, used up plenty of petrol to get into second position and when heads turned for home, uh, cruised up on the outside of Asbury Park. And, Rob, as you alluded to with Boot Shaker, this time of the year, uh, it pays to follow horses uh, with race fitness on their side.
2: Oh, definitely. And this has kicked off the Central West with that uh, great meeting there. Andrew, where to now for the Central West? Where are you headed next?
3: Uh, we have a week off this week, and then it's uh, all systems go in the Central West. We have Bar Calden um, racing. I think it's on the uh, – uh, I'll have to check my calendar here. But it's a fortnight's time. That follows Longreach, then the 26th to Alpha for the, for the first of their two meetings, uh, and then back to Blackall, Rob. So um, all systems go for racing in the Central West, um, and it's it's great to see.
2: And uh, we'll look forward to that meeting coming up at uh, Barkall. And I'm sure the nominations, as you said, what's the one important thing coming through from the Blackall meeting, the number of acceptances, but also the number of jockeys with the 10 that were there on the weekend.
3: Oh, huge numbers of jockeys, and that's still without David Rewald and also Emma Bell to return. So uh, things looking on the upside for the Central West, uh, huge horse numbers as well reported from all the stables. So I always get excited when we see uh, new horses step out. The date of that Barkalder meeting is the 12th of March and then 19th in Longreach. And, Rob, just before I sign out, I'd like to um, shout out to uh, all the people, obviously, in the southeast corner. I've been... um... Uh, hit with this deluge of rain but um, more so uh, from my home area down in the northern rivers of new south wales just seeing some of the footage coming through from that lismore and ballona area uh, it's a it's a big racing area too racing community obviously greyhounds and horses we certainly wish them all the best down in that area
2: yeah, most certainly, Andrew. Uh, our thoughts are with those people in all those areas. And uh, we'll look forward to the report coming out of Mark Alden in a couple of weeks' time. And again, congratulations to Raymond Williams and Tracy Leek and happy retirement to Boot Shaker. Good morning to you, Watsi.
3: Thanks, uh, Rob. Thanks, Tony. Good morning,
1: listeners. Good on you, Watsi. Appreciate that. Uh, Just having a quick squeeze at what is coming up on the calendar, Rob. Uh, Of course, the Kilcoy meeting today already transferred onto the Polytrack at the Sunshine Coast Turf Club. That decision made last week as part of the big wet they're not going to be racing uh, at Ipswich on Thursday. Uh, similar sort of situation there. So, thankfully, we've got some uh, some of the Provincial Centre meetings coming up, like Rockhampton, have a TAB program racing on Friday. I uh, haven't heard any update as yet on uh, Dolby Newmarket Day for the Dolby Northern Downs Jockey Club on Saturday. I know there's been plenty of wet across the Downs, but whether it's stretched that far out, I'm not 100%. Emerald is scheduled to race on Saturday. Uh, Gimpy won't be racing. They did have the Burnett to Beach Race Day scheduled. But uh, as we know, Gimpy was one that uh, copped plenty of wet last week with all of that uh, wet weather event. And we had that news come through from Racing Queensland yesterday that the uh, Gimpy meeting this Saturday, March 5, has been abandoned due to the state of the track. They've had substantial damage to the racetrack from the flooding rains over the past week that's made it unsuitable for racing. Uh, as a result, they have ad- added a couple of additional races to the Bundaberg meeting, which is coming up on Saturday, March 12th. There's an 850 metre Class B and a 1212 12 metre benchmark 45 have been added there. Uh, this Saturday, uh, originally Central Warrigo Race Club were scheduled to race, but that's now going to be St George Jockey Club uh, for Saturday, the 5th of March. Towers Jockey Club are in the calendar as well. Again, I haven't heard how things have been going with their track there, just to... Uh, double-check that things are, are going ahead, but I can only work on uh, what's uh, printed there in the calendar at the moment. I've got towers in my calendar, but it doesn't appear on the racing list. So I'm going to say that that's not racing.
2: I have a feeling it's been moved maybe to Home Hill, Tony. There was something uh, earlier England. on, maybe There's, in February.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. There's an Ingham program, Herbert River Jockey Ingham. Club, uh, scheduled for Saturday. So just to dodge around all of that, uh, meeting schedule for Saturday, a Dolby, Emerald, Ingham and St George.
2: And we'll look forward to hopefully those meetings um, going ahead. And as I said at the beginning, with excitement, Tony, we just love our racing west of the Divide. And Mount Isa kicked off in the northwest uh, on the weekend with the program up there. It was a five-event program up there on the weekend. And congratulations, Stephen Roy's taking home a treble. Jeffrey Felix and Jason Hoopin a double. When favourites dominated on the day, and the racing kicked off with Stephen and Jason getting wit's end to Whittington now as a stallion that had plenty of winners on the weekend. Whittington, he had a winner at Thangool, he had a winner at Blackall and now this winner at Mount Isa. First up since November, which is a feature of some of these winners on the day, but others were race fit and he defeated Ready Mr Music and Watch List. Uh, then Justin Borden and Jeff Felix got in on the act with words unspoken, defeating Isis Turbo and Mashani Dude. It was a non-cutis horse, this one, whereas the play skirted tip Place getters picked up the cutest money. First start for the stable moving up from the southeast corner. Stephen Roy's back in the action with Jason Hooper with Full of Fire. And I am invincible. Three from four at the track now, taking out the ratings band 0 to 65. And I note the winners in the first four races, all odds on favourites getting home. Flash Ombre into second in that race, Global Rocket third. Level eight, Grand Old Campaigner with race fitness after runs at Townsville and Bowen at its last two. The nine year old by High Chaparral taking the Joe Press open plate over the thousand metres uh, for Stephen and Jeff Felix that's uh, the Jeff Felix double there uh, Wicked Wiki in for second and cap set third and again a race fit night attire which had placed at Home Hill and Innisfail its last two 280 favourite, uh, nine year old by pins for Stephen Royce and Justin Esser, uh, sorry my apologies Stephen, Sean Royce and Justin Esser, uh, a Quinella for Sean. There was Salentis into second place and Gossiping Girl into third. So racing underway again in the northwest. Jeff Felix travelling out got the double along with Jason Hooper. Stephen Royce getting the treble, and of course in the far north we had Charlie Hoffman on Tony, and she's continued in great form with a treble. Lacey Morrison and Stephen Wilson with doubles. Charlie and uh, Lacey kicked off with the Delinquent, a Defcon three-year-old that took out the Class B over Bowtie Betty and Decath. And then the written Tycoon Gallop, uh, Love on Sunday for Alex Malief and uh, Stephen Wilson, the first of his double. Three wins, two placings, its last five. Defeated Magnate and Pleasure Bomb in the benchmark 55 uh, then Nada Shah. Now, this is a Shalie Hoffman galloper, a very good galloper by helmet, Back from a spell, and I happen to see this race Masayuki Abe kicking it to the front and not run down. Got up in a photo over Evil Eye Mac and supposedly wicked in third in the open handicap over the 1100. So Nada Shah's come back in good form, first up since October. Roy Chalemi and Stephen Wilson, of course, getting the cutest money with a galloper, a two year old by The Mission called Soul Surfer, defeating Witty Kitty, another Whittington. Northern Rogue into third for Roy Chalemi. And this winner had been placed at its last two in Townsville and Cairns, so went out as a favourite in the race. And the whole three place getters picking up the cutest money. And another Queensland stallion in Golden Archer getting a win with Eagle Eye Star and the cutest money for Shelley Hoffman and Lacey Morrison, thereby um, completing the treble of wins for Shelley. Sneaky truce into second for Ricky Ludwig of Spill the Beans and didn't need to have a good weekend as well with Lord of Light by Spill the Beans in for third. So that Queensland breeding to the four and the cutest money all going off. And the six event program wrapped up with the ratings van 0-60 to with Macedon Flyer that loves the track. Two from three at the track. Darrell Paradise train, Graham Cleesey on board. Defeated Poetic Attacks. And Bill Bayo. And this one had been third at Cairns on the, uh, at the last run. A scissor kick getting up. And there were a couple of scissor kicks I noted on the weekend also uh, winning Tony. But as you mentioned at the top of the show, Tony, there were some important results in regard to the dual, uh, Aquas Duel of course, on the 19th of March, the final coming up for two- and three-year-olds at the Gold Coast. And uh, there were three, I think you mentioned, that were featured over the past week. Yes, we
1: had a couple of uh, two-year-old qualifiers. Uh, One was Townsville last Tuesday. uh, As Steve was talking to uh, Tom Headley about Missile Thunder, a very, very impressive six-length winner at Townsville. Uh, Only beating a small field, but you can only beat what's in front of you uh, for Stephen Wilson and Roy Chalemi. And that was uh, part of a a big day there for, for Stephen Wilson as he rode a double, uh, his other winner on the program was the uh, the first race with uh, Light Me Up Jerry for Alex Maliff. Uh Sorry, Light Light Em Up Jerry, not Light Me Up, Light Em Up Jerry was uh, <laughs> the other one there. That was in the three-year-old Maiden. But, yes, very impressive, that two-year-old winner, Missile Thunder. The other two-year-old was at uh, Rockhampton on Friday, Rob, and this was uh, taken out by Better Rain for Bubba Tilly and Tom Smith in the 1100 metre one there. Again, a smallish field, uh, defeating She's Winning and Craigley Izzy. And then we had this one at Mackay on Saturday.
2: On the swing. Well, let's see what you can do at the business And Sweet Dolly, she's a length in front. Augusta Win. is running second. Fire King is third to the outside. Magnetic drive. Stanley looks as though he's got a lap full of leather on Sweet Dolly just in front of Augusta Win, coming at her. Magnetic drive the outside. Sweet Dolly under pressure. Augusta Win. magnetic drive late. Magnetic drive over the top of Augusta Win and a one. Magnetic drive beat Augusta Win. Sweet Dolly, she faded for third. Then came muzzle top. Fire King, uh, Milky Rocket.
1: That was the uh, three-year-old cutest dual qualifier at Mackay on Saturday. Rob, and magnetic drive for Talia Fenlon and Clinton Taylor downing Augusta Wind and the unbeaten Sweet Dolly. Certainly can't say the bubble's births with Sweet Dolly because... uh, Uh, You can only, uh, like I said before, you can only beat what's in front of you. And if you come up against a better one on the day, well, that's just the way racing goes. And four wins and a third out of the five starts so far. Certainly the gloss hasn't gone off this real saga filly. And uh, she's going to be right up to her blinkers, if she wears blinkers, uh, as far as that three-year-old is uh, concerned uh, when we head to the Gold Coast later in the month.
2: Oh, definitely good horses you don't ride off on uh, one run and she had 12 months off a very hot humid day there and I uh, I heard the interview with Kevin Hansen on his way to Mackay he was saying she was about 85% ready so no, you'd be a bit silly to be riding off a good horse like that but let's not uh, take away from magnetic drive. And I know we're getting James Dawson to come online from Magic Millions. But, uh, Tony, this cute to Smart Sale, it doesn't need too much more of an introduction. You only need to look at the average of how it's jumped so much in the last 10 years. But also the results that came through on the weekend. And the one thing I'd be saying to James when it, we do get him is that timing is everything with sales. And when you look at horses or stallions like spill the beans and worthy cause look at the results from Sydney on the weekend Ellsberg the spills spill the beans four-year-old now won eight hundred and thirty eight thousand took the Liverpool Cup a group three hinged a three-year-old filly after a second in the group one flight uh, in the last preparation this worthy cause three year old filly, seven hundred and twenty four thousand in the bank Thank you very much. A Group 1 win with uh, the Surround Stakes and Clear Mountain View must be absolutely delighted because Worthy Cause has only had, I think, seven runners. The only problem I've got is I've got a few marked, but the prices have just jumped and gone right up. But you start looking through, and you mentioned Light Me Up Jerry. There's another Spill the Beans that got a win um, on the weekend. Magnetic Drive is a top echelon. That got the win. Better Rain is a better than ready and then following up in order, I think it was about five wins in a row for that better than ready and Whittington, as I said at the uh, top of the show, uh, Whittington had Global Venture, London Ruler Wits End so timing is everything, not only for the ones on the top rung and without being disrespectful to Whittington uh, there's a lot of country buyers and provincial buyers will be looking at a stallion like that. And when they hit winning form like that, what a great time to do it, Tony. And hopefully we've been able to get James uh, on board and Not see what ship. he thinks about uh, that aspect of the sale.
1: No, he must be out uh, checking out yearlings. Uh, yeah, I I caught up with him last week and uh, he said... Uh I know he's he's been on a call. He just said to me he's going to try and wind up that call now. I've just messaged him. He's just trying to get a horse sold. We don't understand in the <laughs> way of, <laughs> in the way of business. I know time's on the wing and we're going to run out of too much time. But I just wanted to get his thoughts on uh, on perhaps uh, some of the uh, the star lots that uh, are going to go under the hammer at the 2022 Gold Coast March yearling Sale. We've got two uh, 427 in the catalogue. The uh, first 214 on Monday, March 21, from 10 a.m. And the next day, it's lots 215 to uh, 427. And uh, James was uh, almost cherry-picking some of the better lots just straight off the top of his head. I, it amazes me how these guys, the bloodstock ha- agents, uh, handle their catalogs and know these ones. They've, they would have oh, been, been looking at so many down through the years. But there's, you know, one in particular, and he just pick it out. You now I won't name a number because I'll get the wrong lot number. But he'll just go, oh, a lot such and such. Yeah, that's a brown filly by such and such. And you're thinking, how do you guys do this sort of thing? But no, he's still on the phone trying to get a horse sold. Uh, So we'll see if we can uh, grab him for a a quick chat here. If not today, we might be able to uh, jump in and do something next week and talk about that. But as Tony McMahon was saying last week on the show, Rob, uh, there is that wonderful offer uh, through Magic Millions for the country buyers headed towards the Gold Coast in March.
2: Yeah, and just contact Debbie Caltabriano, and I've done that for many years now. You get extremely well looked after, and uh, and make sure you register. I think Tony said if you've bought any yearlings since 2017, don't quote me on that, I think he said 2017, for a value of 10000 or more, you will get the accommodation provided for you, and I think he mentioned the Star Casino, Tony. Um, I didn't write it down in my notes. But look, this catalogue continues to grow and the average price, I think, has jumped into the thirty thousand. So, I can remember going back to 2010; the average might have been around about the 14 or 15. And you get the fact that uh, Missile Thunder, that the uh, interview earlier that Steve did, there's a half brother to it by Red Dazzler from Talamon Lot 99 uh, that comes into the the sales ring. There are so many good quality um, yearlings that are going through. And the other thing I like doing is noting how many of these yearlings end up in the Magic Millions two-year-old and the guineas, the three-year-old guineas race. And some years we end up with four uh, runners, I think is the highest so far. But to come from this sale with this number of yearlings and to get into that um, field in the end, that's an achievement in itself. And you're getting interest from um, studs down south, of course, or buyers down south. But provincial and country buyers across the board uh, are flocking to this sale and it's grown in stature. Studs are supporting it well and, of course, all the key studs in Queensland are lined up with their yearlings and uh, we all know it's my annual holiday to try and get there for the 21st and 22nd of March. But, look, you just have to go through the catalogue and you see these studs with Kenmore, Lintus, Raheen, Oaklands, Eureka, etc. Uh, just a great range. And, and Talamon has a great range of the uh, the sidesteps, probably the biggest range so far of sidesteps. And Jungle Cat, a new uh, stallion coming out. And, of course, there are new stallions such as Lean, Mean Machine, uh, Jungle cat being represented, performer, prize dog, icon, encryption, just to name a few, um, uh, Tony. But uh, and James is one of those bloodstock agents. I do know from experience, you can go up and say, "Can you give me a rating on this particular yearling?" And he'll help you out immensely. And uh, yeah, I was going to ask him the question. Every single yearling they seem to get a yearling they get around and and check them out and he can quickly tell you what he thinks the price value is uh, or the market value for that yearling, his comments about it. Really helpful young man to uh, to have there on sales day.
1: Well, he's managed to sell that horse, we think. Uh, <laughs> we've managed to grab him just to wrap up bush beat this week. James Dawson joining us from Magic Millions this morning. What a man
0: in demand you are. Good morning, James. Hi, how are you? Very sorry about that. We didn't get the sale done, but we'll work on that and see how we go in the next few days.
2: Yeah, good morning to you, James. I was saying at the beginning that timing is everything with stallions like uh, Spill the Beans, Hinged, right down to Whittington, top echelon. They've all had great winners, of course, headlined by Ellsberg in Sydney and Hinged. They couldn't come at a better time and that must be so important to these vendors for the sale.
0: Absolutely. It's always good to sell off, you know, the back of momentum and, look, Spill the Beans, is shown signs of been a great stain for a long time. We've got this new stain here called Worthy Cords at Clear Mountain. I spoke to Mick Propel there yesterday. They're delighted they've now got a, a, a stallion on the roster that's a Group 1 sire with Hinge winning that great race on the weekend. And, you know, Queensland stallions, they, they, they really do hold their own country wide. There's always a great result somewhere during the carnival.
2: Haven't we been blessed in the last few years? I mean, better uh, sorry, Spirit of Boone kicked it off, then we got better than ready, and then you get worthy cause with limited runners being a first Absolutely. Uh, leading sire, which seemed to have a great run happening.
0: Absolutely. Look, we were very lucky last year as well. A stallion that's new to Queensland named Power, there at Oakland Stud near near Toowoomba, he had three Group 1 winners uh, in the calendar year last year since Oakland Stud bore him off Coolmore. He used to stand at Cambridge Stud there in New Zealand, and ever since they've uh, relocated him, he's had three Group 1 winners. So we are blessed. We've got another stallion called Sidestep there at Telemont. He's a, a slipper side, the sire of Kiyamichi, won the Golden Slipper a couple of years ago as well. So we are so privileged here in Queensland to have a great range of stallions to choose from.
1: I was saying to Rob James that I was uh, just marvelling at uh, how you guys managed to just keep all of this knowledge uh, straight at the top of the mind. We're talking about the catalogue on Friday at lunch and you were just cherry-picking, oh, look at this lot, it's a such-and-such thing. As I said, I didn't want to, like, specify a particular lot because I'd probably get the lot wrong... Uh, yep. but you can really cherry pick out you know, someone that are likely to be uh, well sought after come March sales.
0: Yeah, well, we were talking there on Friday. One of the lots, lot 23 in the catalogue. You know, the catalogue starts really well with the quality that we've got in this sale. Lot 23, the spirit of boom after a recent group I'm going to call Pippi. So, yeah. you know, that horse is going to be very busy here at the sale, and it's by one of the best games I've ever had in Queensland. His first crop run as a 10% stake two run runner spirit of boom, and he's obviously had Jonka lately be a, become a group one winner, and you know, that horse, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be busy. You want to be fit by here at the sales, but guarantee coming from Eureka Stud, they do get their yearlings fit before the sale.
2: You'd almost think he would have been a January Magic Millions one when you see him yeah. in that first dam, James.
0: Yeah, and look, some, some farms, they're, they're very clever at making a horse stand out, and that horse will stand out in the catalogue. A lot of farms do, would, would rather be the big fish in a small pond in a sale rather than be one of, you know, halves to 50 or 60 or 70 group. on in the January sale, they'd rather be... You know, stand out in a sale, and you know that's the best way to get yourself a sale topper. I'm not saying he's the sale topper, but you know, you've really got to stand out and get multiple bidders on you at a certain level to be, you know, to to make it a battle of egos.
1: How's the feeling in amongst the, uh, the the bloodstock agents there at Magic Millions? How does this catalog stack up against previous March sales?
0: Look, it is the quality. It is a cliche to say it's the best catalog we've ever had, but it actually genuinely is. You know, we are We've got more horse in this catalogue than we ever have before. We've got 427. We usually like to keep it around 400. But with the quality is so thick this year, it's hard to say to a vendor that's bred a good product to say, look, we, we can't take your horse to the sale, I'm sorry. And we, we just take the horses as they are good enough. And, you know, the Queensland breeders have been really fantastic in identifying what products are in demand from the, the Queensland buyers and, you know, national and international buyers as well. And what's required, it does come down to great stains that we do have here in Queensland, but also fantastic families and, and pedigrees that people can relate to in the, the sale catalogue. You know, it's always important to have a recent black-type winner or, or something that people can say, gee, that's from the family of or, or or Saintly or whatever it might be that, that gets the, the blood tingling a bit.
2: Very quickly, James, I know you go through the whole catalogue. Is there any particular features that stand out that you really look for when you're looking at these yearlings and, they, and give you ratings to?
0: Yeah, look, maturity and strength is a big thing. And, you know, I I started in this company um, a little while ago now, and I was pedantic on front legs, and I, I've really mellowed in that sense. You know, you look at a, a mounting yard before a Group 1 race, you won't see a perfect horse amongst them. You know, you, you get all different shapes and sizes and different legs here and there. But as long as the horses are strong, mature, and move well, um, you know, we once had Winks in a sale here, and there was a comment that she was immature. But you know what? She was a fantastic 4-, 5-, and 6-year-old, wasn't she? So.
2: Definitely, and uh, you, you can't get too carried away by expecting the perfect uh, horse. Absolutely. And, uh, all it does yep. is lowers the price a little bit sometimes.
0: Exactly, and look, you know, I, I think we discussed there on Friday, Tony, I've never bought an expensive horse because I haven't got the money, but, <laughs> you know, when you see a horse, it's pretty good moves well and, and it is great value in your own opinion. You know, I always back my judgment. Yeah, no, I think you've got to do that.
1: You've got to uh, believe your eyes and believe what you see in front of you uh, yep. and sometimes not be swayed by, uh, I suppose, other opinions. So uh, back your own yep. gut instinct.
2: Absolutely, and it's, it's a it's a great experience walking around and checking out all these dealings. As I was saying in the introduction, James, uh, you're you're a uh, an agent that you can quite readily go up to. I know I've done in the past and just ask, what's your opinion on this particular lot, and you'll freely give yep. that information to people.
0: Yeah, I I do love it, and um, you know you know yourself. I'm always pretty honest to give an opinion because I don't want to be abused once you do see the horse. But <laughs> look, this is a Select sale here in March, and we have already picked the eyes out of it to make sure this is a, a really genuine. You know good type catalog and you know it's one thing we're mindful here at magic millions if you if you get a sale of good types it's a great sale if you have a sale with horses that aren't up to it people don't enjoy looking at horses like that they might need another three months for another sale like june or whatever it might be but people get disappointed quite quickly at a sales ground so we always try to make sure that the types that are at the standard we need them to be for people to think okay well, i've got 60 on my shortlist we'll definitely get a couple here or do i really like those 15 hope i get one and you know in a good market and, and good bidding, they'll, they'll have a bit of luck. It's busy
1: times, so you guys have Magic Millions obviously gearing up for the March sales, and well, weather events like we've had in the last week don't help when you're trying to make preparations and plans because you are working so far ahead. But uh, betwixt and between all of that, you've also had uh, the other sales that have been continuing on in Tasmania and Western Australia. Uh, the South Australian Magic Millions sale in Adelaide is coming up, and you're already yep. starting to look ahead towards uh, the Nationals coming up in June.
0: Yeah, well, we've started recruitment for the, for the national sale coming up in late May and early June. We've got wheelings, Mares, including the race fillies day, which is quite unique to international bloodstock. And then we've got the yearling sale as well and, and a racehorse sale at the end of all of that. So that's a great two weeks to be in the industry. We have a lot of people that really do enjoy coming to the Gold Coast like any other sale, but there's no better time to be at the Gold Coast in winter, especially for the southerners. So it is a real great time of year.
2: A couple of quick questions to finalise, James. Um, and I know a lot of buyers like going down and looking at first season stallions. Is there any particular one that's taken your eye and you're making a mark to look through them carefully? And secondly, this average, I'm sure, is getting up around the mid-30,000s. Are you expecting a similar average this year?
0: Look, we're expecting something similar, yeah. Um, you know, this sale, I do say to buyers, you know, even if you only got five or 10 grand and, you know, we're all friends of the guy called Tony McMahon there in Rockhampton... Yep. You know, he, he bought Paradise Imperial for nine grand. He bought uh, Rockhampton Cutwinner for, for not much different. I think it might have even be been five grand from the great farm, Burswood Farm up there on the Darling Downs. But, you know, the average is around that 35 40 mark. And, you know, when you really think about it, it's quite cheap for a horse as it is because a, a, a vendor or a breeder selling a horse for 20 or 25, by the time you, you pay for feed and the upkeep, they're not really making a lot of money. So it is a great value sale. And, you know, if you can buy a horse for 30 or 40 that ticks all the boxes, you've bought very well. We have a sale here in January that averages near 300. So it is really the best value sale we have here at the Gold Coast and it's a great opportunity for the buyers. James, thank you so much for taking
1: time out of the busy morning. Sorry to drag you away from the other sale. No, it's fantastic. We hope you managed to get that sale through, but uh, certainly we we'll look forward to catching up at the Gold Coast in March.
0: Good on you. Thanks for the call.
1: James Dawson there joining us from Magic Millions with the uh, March sales coming up, Rob, on the 21st and 22nd of March. 200 and... What did I say before? Uh, 214 lots on day one, and then lots 215 to 427 go through on day two on the Tuesday.
2: Yeah, I think I've marked about 150, Tony, but uh, <laughs> I was excited at the start of the show. The excitement just ran, uh, went up a notch talking about this yearling sale because it uh, it's grown in strength and strength and uh, you can't get better value than getting down there for the 21st, 22nd of March. Looking forward to it immensely.
1: I just want to uh, quickly wrap up before we do uh, wind up this week. Uh, it was Locked Up Day in South Australia last Sunday with their non-TAB program. The girls rode the program there. This is becoming more main, more common and more mainstream these days. Uh, the girls won all six rounds is Alice Lindsay won three of them. Stacey Callow with two, including the Cup on hand-to-hand uh, for Julie Branford and Hayley Dorwood. Erin Boyd was the other uh, jockey to be successful on the day. And hand-to-hand taking out the Lock Cup on uh, Sunday. Rob was the fourth leg of the Bill Holland Series. The fifth leg is going to be Port Lincoln Cup on Friday this week. Uh, then we have the Kimber Cup at Port Lincoln on Sunday, March 20. And the final leg will be Stricky Bay Cup coming up on Saturday, the 26th of March.
2: Glad, I'm glad that you continue to get these series followed, Tony, because it had completely slipped my mind, that as we talked about that yearling sale. But uh, plenty of good racing coming up, weather pending, of course, on the weekend. And just email me at parkersnews at optusnet.com.au where i better go back and continue to do a bit of work, Tony. <laughs> and I'll uh, be back next week on Bush uh, Bushbeat. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Now, thanks to Rob Black, Andrew Watts and
1: James Dawson from Magic Millions joining us this week on the show. Good luck to the clubs racing this weekend. As Rob said, weather permitting, we hope you have all have uh, a great weekend and uh, clean and safe racing. Meetings coming up for Dolby, Emerald, Ingham and St George on Saturday. And we'll be back to report on that next week here on Radio Tab.